0: So welcome to Time for Emerging Markets, uh, Do Within Emerging Markets. I'm, I'm humbled and excited to have uh, JJ. I call him JJ, but no, his name is Jezro Ponzalan. And uh, such an amazing guy. Met, I met him in Korea, South Korea, two years ago, uh, while I was uh, working and you know, volunteering as a... <clears throat> of the uh, organizers for APYE Korea um, one of the mentors rather and it was such an exciting opportunity and I was really really uh, humbled and you know fortunate to meet JJ and uh, we are here with JJ and he is just an amazing guy has rich story uh, based in the Philippines and um, it's just really awesome to have him so welcome JJ how are you today
1: All right. Hello, Jacob. And hello to everyone uh, listening to this podcast. It is actually my first time to be featured in a podcast, which makes (laughs) this very, very exciting for me. So um, hello, everyone. Uh, From my side of the world, it's actually two in the morning as we record this. But I hope that all of you guys are comfortable when you're listening to this uh, after this is published. My name is JJ Punzalan, and currently I am... 21 years old, and I have devoted uh, three years of my uh, career working for the development sector. So that means working with a capacity building program for young people, where I met Jacob, and then eventually working for an an international organization, such as Plan International, where I was the young professional officer for the Asian Development Bank and Plan International Partnership. So um, after that, I've decided that uh, since the pandemic has been giving us, you know, the biggest headaches these days, like my, my, my friend and I, my best friend and I actually thought of uh, actually starting our own business since it's been in incubation for almost a year now. And with that, uh, I I proudly introduce you to Hibla Community. So Hibla Community Incorporated is a small business which just started uh, September of 2020. So we are a small business based here in the Philippines whose goal is to really follow the social enterprise model of business so that we would be able to support everyone around us with um, the best and the ethical and the most dignified kind of uh, job and work experience. So right now, Heblo Community Incorporated is doing business as Magiting Coffee Manila. So Magiting is a Filipino word which means noble. So this is uh, Magiting Coffee Manila and We have been happily serving fresh single origin specialty coffee nationwide in the Philippines for almost four months now. And things have been doing great. So thank you so much, Jacob, for inviting me here today to talk about the best practices and our points to improve one as well.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And no, it's just 21 years old. And um, but by the way, thank you for staying up at two a.m. to do this. I'm sure. I know, Jacob. <laughs> I drank Sprite for this. <laughs> so excited! And thank you so much. So, uh, but you know, before getting to Hibla, I just wanted to let the you know listeners just learn a little bit about yourself. Uh, how was it like growing up? You know, you know who are the people that really you know you know kind of give you the support for you to to become who you are today, uh, such mm-hmm. an amazing entrepreneur. If you can just share a a little bit with us uh, what it was like growing up in the Philippines and I mean, some of the mentors that you have had along the way. All right. So, uh, actually, I grew up in
1: many places. So, first, (laughs) I I grew up in my province, which is Batangas. That's where I was born. And I was with my grandmother back then up until I was four years old, I think. Uh, I may not fully remember everything that happened during those childhood years, but I still believe that that really put um, a very important foundation on who I was and how who I would think because um, growing up with my grandmother and growing up with the whole community, it just felt like it really took a village to raise a child. And, and that's how it felt like in the province. And then eventually I moved to the city with my parents because... Uh, Education is so much better in the city, and then growing up. Uh, growing up, I think I was basically your uh, funny kid. You know, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that star student like how usual people are. Like the straight A's. I, I was doing yeah. good in school, but not the ultimate valedictorian straight A's. I was always the funny guy, but my teachers would always comment on how. Uh, on how empathetic I am. It's like on how much I could relate to people and how much I could get on their soft side to let them uh be comfortable around me. And growing up I was I was really as you can see right now, I'm very talkative. So growing up I was the same. I'm really a person of communication. I love talking to people. And um I think growing up what really uh, what really what was really in my head growing up was when I grow up i a career where I would be able to help people because at the time I didn't know about development work. I just knew that if you are work if you want to help people, then that would be volunteer it, like it can't be a career it's it's just a volunteer thing until. Back in two thousand eighteen, when I was introduced to the Asia Pacific Youth Exchange, and that's when I realized, like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been wanting all my life. Yes. Helping, you know, it's not—it's like helping other people, but at the same time, making sure that you are also helping yourself uh, by building yourself financially, you know, economically and physically and all that. So, uh, growing up as an adult, I was able to be—I was able to be mentored by people around my network who were really inspirational. And I think that's what really pushed me eventually to, you know, take, as what we say in Magiting Coffee, to take the fearless step of being an entrepreneur, especially in a time like this, in the pandemic.
0: And, and, and that's that's amazing. And I mean, just other, actual, other things that I've really admired about you, in addition to just who you've become, you know, you're a very confident person. You're very, very funny. I know you made me laugh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you me laugh so much in when I was in South Korea. And it was such a pleasure to have you among our midst and it's something that actually transcends most of the other amazing work you're doing um at Hibla community, which we're gonna hear in a few um in a few minutes. Uh just talk a little bit about like who are the people that like how, how did you get into entrepreneurship? I mean you, you mentioned APYE, um, okay. but how how did entrepreneurship become a thing? You know, sometimes we really Um, wrestle with no whether we're entrepreneurs or not but Mm -hmm. how did that you know how did this journey really come to fruition uh, beyond uh, before Hitler what was the thing that really convinced you uh, to kind of be on this path right
1: well uh, to be honest with you I never saw myself in business like I, I knew I knew I would be doing something great. I just knew that. I don't know what it would be when I was a kid, but I just knew that I was destined for something. Although I was always praying to God that I hope that this something would be good for everyone, not just for me. But growing up, I never saw myself in business until APYA happened. And um we've been taught on how important it is to be social entrepreneurs. And I think I think the the cultivation that apyE has done to me as uh, as a young person as part of the youth force that has greatly helped in convincing me to become an entrepreneur because eventually in the world you realize that it's just two things sometimes you you grow up without privilege and on the other side of the coin you grow up with privilege and for some reason, I grew up with privilege, and what should I do with that privilege? That's when I realized it's my turn to extend that privilege to people who don't have that, and make sure that they would also get uh, at least the, their shot in the future. Yeah. So that's how that's how uh, that's how the trajectory happened. That's how I decided to become an entrepreneur, and at the same time, I wasn't doing all of this alone. Yeah. There were always people behind my back supporting me. There, I had. Uh, I had mentors who were really um, honest with me and my ideas on how to make them better. And at the same time, of course, I have my best friend who is also my co-founder in Hibla community. And what I like about our synergy is we think differently, but our goals are the same. Beautiful. Beautiful. And and I think that's very important for uh, what's I'm saying this story because I'm not like the other star entrepreneurs out there who are, you know, the hot shots, yeah. best in finance, good in math and all that, have this, grow, grew, grew up with, you know, the Lamborghinis and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not that. I'm this normal kid from the Philippines who had a dream and who had a heart for other people. And if you are like me, then I would suggest that, it's all it's a very good step to make sure that you allow yourself to be open to criticism and be open to criticism from people you trust, from your friends. Yep. A support system is important because without a support system you won't be able to stand on yourself on your own feet confidently. Right. Yes. So I think Definitely. that's very important.
0: And that's I think you are inspired all people right now with that. Uh... And not just, not just in, you know, uh, Asia, but in Africa and the United States with those very, you're, so, you're, you're very knowledgeable and you actually have some keen insights on how, you know, uh, we need to kind of you know, present ourselves, especially in this space of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that you, the process, that process of becoming one was something that was based on social impact. So um, that's really humbling. And thanks so much for 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 being vulnerable to share that Um uh, so now to get into the the exciting part, can you tell us a little bit about Hibla community? Um, yes, all right, so
1: <laughs> I have been so I, we've been very excited really, really to to share with you guys a little story about um Hebla community because uh for starters, um Hebla community was actually an idea that my best friend and I had in October 2019. I still remember that because I invited her to join me to go to our province because we had a little celebration back then. And then we realized, hey, we have been working for the development sector for about two years now, and yet we still haven't done something for our home community. like in my case how come i was able to fly to korea how come i am able to fly to different parts of the philippines and yet still not do anything for my community when in fact when it when in fact i am already equipped with you know like the knowledge and the mm-hmm. network and the the opportunities to be able to start something so that's when hibla community started so uh, my best friend and i thought Okay, let's not rush things and let's start of think let's start of thinking different ideas on what could end up uh helping this community and then eventually because uh the goal for Hibla community is to first start in one small community and then eventually replicate this model to other communities. Focusing on their own strengths. So, for example, the community that we chose at the time was my hometown, and my hometown focused solely on agriculture. And the women were really good at um, the ready-made garment industry. They were good at sewing. So, at the time, what we—excuse me. At the time, what we really thought was okay. We need to. Oh, wow. Well, I'm burping a lot. Sorry. So You're at sorry. the time, we really need to revitalize this whole um, sewing industry. And maybe we could do something about it. So uh, that's how the whole idea of Hibla Community started. But of course, because COVID-19 happened, yes, because the pandemic locked us in our houses, yeah. we couldn't really go um, and step into the communities because even the people of the community were hesitant to welcome us because we were from the city and we might bring the virus to them and most of the people in the community were, were elderly and they are high risk for the virus so we mm-hmm. chose to to switch it up a bit mm-hmm. and we tried to think of what could be the best possible option for us to start Hiblako mm-hmm. without actually um, putting, the, putting at risk to the lives of the people yep. and so That is when Magiting Coffee Manila happened. So before I tell you guys about Magiting Coffee Manila, I'll give you guys a a little background about why we call it Hibla Community. Exactly. That was my question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, well, Hibla Community is is abbreviated through the word Hibla Co. So what does that mean? So, the word "hebla is uh, a, a a Tagalog word like a Philippine word which means fiber and community is a collect is a collective group of people now, ko is a possessive noun in the Tagalog language which which means to claim ownership of something so heblako follows the principle of how cloth is made starting with a single fiber. Hibla, and when woven together by a community it turns into something more beautiful. So that's why we named it um, Hiblaco community. So when one says Hiblaco it echoes it echoes Hiblaco. And in English that translates to my my fiber. So that's a community of single fibers creating a beautifully woven cloth. So that's why we call it Hiblaco. So at the end of it all that is the heart of Hiblaco empowering people especially mothers, especially women, especially young people, to create lasting impact in a specific industry in their with their individual yet collective contributions. So um, that is why if you look at our logo here, we have logos presented here on our Zoom. Definitely. This one is the this is what I've been telling you guys about. So you can see this is Hibla community, but you can abbreviate it to here. You can yes. abbreviate it to Hiblako. So, when you say Hiblako, it's like the abbreviation of Hibla community. But in in, in my language, Hiblako also means my fiber. Beautiful. And so, here at the left side, this is what we are. So, Hibla community is a community enhancing community. Mm-hmm. So, Hiblako is a community enhanced community, which means that if one person is empowered, it's a chain reaction and everyone else will be empowered. So, That's what yes. we, that is the, the main goal of Hibla community. I think even if, for example, God blesses us with the opportunity to expand you know, to, to greater heights and to be uh, a big business enterprise. I think that would always be the heart of Hiblaco, to make sure that we are an empowering, we are a community-enhancing community. Because without that, then the whole purpose of social entrepreneurship would be, would be gone definitely
0: this is so this is so beautiful and i love the fact that you, you know we're talking about this before we <clears throat> got on the podcast but it is incredibly beautiful and i think um that you know, transcends into the products you're making and when we get into the coffee community enhancing community is i think that's really beautiful and uh, can you just talk a little bit about the picture at the back, right? You mentioned to me. Oh, okay. So actually,
1: you guys, um, this picture at the back, this is actually my province right now. Uh, this this is my view in my province. So I live in Batangas. <laughs> I live in San Luis, Batangas. And this is my province. This is the view that we have every sunrise. So mm. the field that you see is mm. part of our agriculture resource, which is sugarcane, where we create. Uh, where, where sugar comes from and other candied goods. And we also have uh, trees for mangoes and we have a lot of coconuts as well. So this view, I could have easily gotten a beautiful picture at Pinterest yeah. but I was reminded <laughs> that if I want things to be very organic, I really had to get it from where Hibla community started. So that's why I chose this picture.
0: Oh, this. Everything is just beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for for giving uh, a background or a, a background information about that. And going now into the coffee, tell us tell us a little bit about this coffee, uh, um, uh, Magiting Coffee Manila. Um, um, We'd love to hear more.
1: All right. So, um, Magiting Coffee Manila is uh, let's say. Hibla Community is doing business as Magiting Coffee Manila, so we present our brand to our um, target market as Magiting Coffee Manila. So Magiting Coffee Manila is a small business that offers single origin specialty coffee nationwide and hopefully eventually abroad when when things have been better. So, how do we do? Excuse me. How do we do Magiting Coffee Manila? So first is. We have our partner farm, also based in Batangas. Since you remember how I mentioned that we we couldn't actually work with my community because of the restrictions of COVID. So with that, we transitioned to looking for a partner farm in the same province that we could work with to source our coffee. So right now, we are partnered with a farm in Lipa, Batangas, which is also the same province as... uh, my hometown. And uh, we have one staff. So her name is Ati Mercy. And uh, Ati Mercy is a part of our very small workforce. So there's only three of us right now, which is very <laughs> exciting. And what what we love about this, uh, this working environment is Ati Mercy is also, since she is also our staff, Mm -hmm. She is also part of our profit distribution. So aside from the fact that um, we earn something from magiting coffee monthly, a portion of our profits would also be stored for the sake of Ati Mercy. So that uh, we are already practicing this right now, even if we're still a very small business. So that this would be a best practice eventually when we transition to become bigger in the future, in the long run. So yeah. we want to make sure that the process would be authentic and true from the start, even as we progress. So right now, even if let's say we are gaining uh not that much yet since Makitting Coffee has been only starting, has only been up for about four months, we have already been practicing this uh this method of profit distribution with our staff, with our beneficiaries, to make sure that eventually in the wrong in the long run, we would learn how to better use this to be effect, to be effective for our business model.
0: That is amazing. I mean profit sharing at the very start, I think that's the right way to go. And that's that's a right business uh, social impact, business world well thinking. And um so excited you guys started at the first, uh, at the very beginning. Um just going out to a little bit of logistics, how is it like getting the coffee from the farm, you know, to processing it to getting in in, in the in the the you know, packages like can I just share a little bit about that um all right so this is how the process goes so first <laughs> is we, of course we talk to our
1: partner farm and then we arrange the logistical manner because um from where we are based uh, magiting coffee is actually based in manila right now which is the capital city and that's around 100 kilometers away from the province so we talk with our partners and they send the coffee to us directly to our storage facility, which is also my home. And then um, (laughs) we have given a special room in my home to make sure that the coffee is sanitized, to make sure that the coffee is well stored and all that. And so when the coffee arrives, people can start ordering our coffee either through Instagram or this um, e-commerce platform called Shopee. Mm-hmm. So that's where people um, order our coffee online. When, a, when, a, when an order arrives, Atti Mercy packs our orders. So mm-hmm. I tally them on our sheet. And then after a day, a courier service will pick up our coffee and deliver it to our customers. So the whole process of ordering your coffee and, and waiting and arriving at your doorstep is only about a day and a half. So if, if you if you are work if you live within the, the capital city and its neighboring cities, then it would only take you a day and a half. If you live from the province, then probably three to four days. But it's still as fast. And to make sure that the coffee will be as fresh as it was when we first grind it for you, um, our packaging we really invested with our packaging. So first we make sure that our packaging is opaque to make sure that the oils from the coffee will remain inside the coffee beans until you brew it. Mm-hmm. And then our our packaging is uh is sealed with uh with a foil lining to make sure that no air no light enters our packaging. We then seal it and make sure that it's sealed twice with a heat press so that no air would enter your package. So when you open your coffee it would still be the same aromatic and fresh coffee the way we prepared it for you. So that's, that's how we do it.
0: That's so exciting, um, and um, I'm looking forward to putting an order uh, in in the nearest future. I think I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> you can yes, get
1: uh, don't worry, Jacob. I think we're really we're doing our best to come up with a solution on leaving the e-commerce platform Shopee. And eventually establish our own website so that it will be easier for people to order even overseas. So we're still praying and we're still working hard to make sure that happens in the future.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I can't. I can't wait for that. Um, it's there.